And we're back for another episode of Startup Hustle, a podcast for entrepreneurs by entrepreneurs. If you want to start, own, or build a business, then you're in the right place. We bring you the real truth about what it's like to take something from concept to launch, from growth, innovation, experience, failing, or winning big, we've got you covered. So let's get down to business with another episode of Startup Hustle, brought to you by Fullscale.io. And we are back. Thank you for joining us for yet another episode of the Startup Hustle podcast. I'm your host, Lauren Conaway, founder and CEO of Innovate Her KC. And today I have to tell you about a very, very special sponsor that we have. Today's episode of Startup Hustle is powered by Fullscale.io. Now, Fullscale.io knows that hiring software developers can be difficult, and they are going to be there. They're going to help you build a software team quickly and affordably, and they have the platform to help you manage that team easily. Visit Fullscale.io to learn more. So today we are going to be talking, we're going to be talking about a lot of fun stuff with this guest, but we have with us Cassidy Hazleton and Cassidy is CEO and founder of Hard Hats. And I feel like, like recruitment and talent and all of that fun stuff uh, is really top of mind for many entrepreneurs, small business owners. Uh, and, And I know that Cassidy is going to have a lot of insight to share. Cassidy, thank you so much for joining us today. Hello. Thank you. Yes, I'm, I'm happy to, to talk and share. Excellent. Well, let's go ahead and kick right into it. And I'm just going to say, hey, tell us about your journey. It's been a really great journey. Honestly, I'm really honored and privileged that I've been able to, you know, do what I can do in this industry. But, um, you know, it started off as kind of a, a family business when uh uh, my early platform was developed and that was about four, uh, five years ago. And, uh, you know, we did the family thing and kind of became a small business. And then I was approached by an amazing, uh, accelerator for industry experts. Uh, the company's called Coplex. And from there, you know, people started becoming really interested in my ideas and what I was able to offer the industry specifically just innovation around the workforce. And, you know, I raised money really fast and it just blew up from there. And that's kind of just the journey. And, you know, prior to that, yeah. yeah. Well, you've you've kind of been on a rocket ship, it sounds like, Um, you know, things Mm -hmm. probably moving pretty quickly. So you said something really interesting to me. And I want to drill down on it just a little bit. But you said that, you know, one of the things that you bring to the table is kind of an innovation mindset around around talent. And and so I want to hear what that means to you. Right. So innovation to me, um, I think, is really important with the workforce and our upcoming generations. But just just to kind of lead into some of my innovation that I'm currently working on for the workforce, uh, just really, you know, I built this prototype, this technology that uh, gets contractors and foremans to list crews when they experience downtime. And it kind of enables them to share crews, you know, when like a storm hits, for an example, say they're in a different part of part of the the country, and they're able to drive for two weeks, come out, help another contractor and really fill that labor shortage gap. So it's kind of the best way to look at it is this DoorDash or something, uh, this experience where they can come in and look for crews, 
and they can exchange this service and these crews can still stay employed without losing their job. And so that's really the innovation I'm focusing on through the workforce right now. That's awesome. And, and, and it sounds a little like it's a little bit disruptive. Like this it is. isn't really a business model that has been tried before, at least that I've heard of. Um, so that that's really cool. And in your work, I just want to note this really quickly, but your work had actually, we, we recognized you as a top startup in Phoenix through a startup Yay. hustle. Congratulations. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yeah. I, and I mean, just extraordinarily well-deserved. So the, the problem that you were trying to solve was, you know, you're trying to connect contractors with the crews and the people that they need. And this is a, a difficult task. There's, there are a lot of huge labor shortages right now, mm-hmm. particularly around contract work and things like that. So, so talk to us a little bit about that. When did you come to the realization that this was a problem that you wanted to solve? Yeah, that's such a great question because when I first started Hard Hats, you know, through the growing pains, we came up with some different solutions. And and right now I do provide a service that's a, uh, a simple recruiting uh, service that just provides value at a low cost and alleviates construction companies of this like daunting recruiting task. And so we provide this really cool two-week service for contractors right now. But I realized about during like, hard pandemic time, I realized, wow, I could do so much more. I have so many awesome ideas. And I went on a whiteboard and I drilled out this idea that's already done in this industry. And it's done between networks and uh, contractors and smaller groups. And as I was kind of laying this solution out on a whiteboard, kind of mimicking what technology would do through this solution, um, you know, I said, what is the problem here? How can we fix this with ready, available crews that know what they're doing? And how could we get people to stop talking about the labor shortage? Like, what can I do? And it just, it happened so quick. And, and I, it's been validated. We've, we've, you know, already went through the the validation process and spoke to multi-million dollar staffing firms around this idea, making sure that we really touch on uh, what we need, you know, the, some of the risks that we're going to take. And, you know, they gave us the go and that's huge. And, and it needs to be more recognized, I think, in this industry, especially with someone like myself, who's extremely innovative. Yeah. Well, that, I, that is super cool. And I love that you just kind of shared a little bit of insight into your, your idea process. Like you, you said that you have a lot of ideas and yeah. I definitely, I want to ask you about that a little bit later. <laughs> just like, Hey, when I, you know, we, we, keeping in mind that you don't have an NDA in place, are there any that you want to talk about? Uh, so we'll <laughs> see. But uh, we, we might drill down on that a little, little bit later, but what I want to ask you, so you said that you use a whiteboard. Is that something that you use consistently in your kind of idea planning process? So early on building my MVP to hard hats, the most viable product, I worked in a co-working space uh, for entrepreneurs and uh, early companies like myself, the company business was called Galvanize, really cool co-working space. And so, you know, nobody was even in the building when I whiteboard this whole idea. Everybody was home scared of COVID and I was there and I thought, you know, I didn't know I can drill this out. I know I can go bigger, better. And I sat there on the floor. And yeah, to answer your question, of course I use whiteboards. I use it all the time. But this idea, this whole situation was really special, especially to like the the growth and the 
the journey of hard hats and the hardness and the grind and the the heartache around building a company during a pandemic. You know what I mean? So, oh um, man, and you just you just led me to another excellent <laughs> question. You keep on doing that. This is great. I know <laughs> you're kind of you're kind of doing my job for me. And right. I gotta tell you, I don't hate it. Uh, so here, here's the question, you know, you're talking about that grind and you're talking about how difficult it is. And I don't think there is any entrepreneur or even, you know, aspiring entrepreneur listening right now who doesn't understand that it's a difficult journey, right? Like it's just, it's hard. There, there are times when you feel like you're beating your head against a wall, but then there are also times that are absolutely fantastic. So first I want you to tell us what, what has been your greatest challenge as a founder Trying, especially dealing with a pandemic. I mean, I can't even tell you how frustrating that must have been. So what was your greatest challenge? And then I'm going to ask you to follow up with your greatest uh, success or the thing that brought you the most excitement and happiness. Yeah, there are so many challenges to an early startup, a disruptive startup at one. Um, you know, I could probably list a ton of things, but um, due to time and everything, you know, the biggest challenge really is just being early, like an idea, a baby startup and getting to those next levels and breaking through those walls. And, you know, I, I never see walls. I never see barriers. I always run through them no matter what. Like, that's just my personality. Like I get, actually get myself in trouble sometimes because I just, <laughs> I don't I bet, see it. I bet. I'm like, how can I get through that around that dig under it? You know, like what, what is it going to take? And so, you know, that's really something um, I think any entrepreneur is going to face. But, you know, being, I don't want to say being a woman, you know, today, today's day, women actually have a lot of opportunities and, um, but there are some challenges, you know, just being a woman um, because there is a lot of, you know, male dominancy and construction and startups that do get a little bit more pats on the back and a little bit more lead way when it comes to the resources that they need. And so I'm not saying it's not fair, but that is a challenge. And really the success that I've had with hard hats and um, just my whole entrepreneur life um, is really, really cool to see, you know, where I've come and how great I've like built myself as a person and just, I mean, it's so awesome. awesome. Uh, It's like, you know, I, I've, I have my own challenges just in life. I'm a person, you know, and here I am like looking back, I'm just like, like, that is like a high for me. I just, I love it. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I, you know, clearly, you know, you have, you have kind of worked through some obstacles and you, you know, you've, you've developed this really incredible thing. So, so hats off to you. Let's just take a moment to celebrate and honor that. Um, Now, you know, you, Cassidy, you just said something that is like right in my wheelhouse friend. Like, so, so I am, I'm going to ask you this question because I want to. So we're going to take a moment and I just, I also came up through male dominated industries. Most of my career, I worked in IT, automotive and aerospace. And so mm-hmm. I, I'm kind of, I grew very accustomed to, to operating in spaces that weren't necessarily built for me. Right. Um, and so, so I want to, I want to ask you about that. Like, how did you, how did you keep on keeping on? 
Because, and so for our listeners at home and, and some who may maybe don't necessarily experience this, like, Cassidy, I'm going to speak for you a little bit, but mm-hmm. you know, when you're in, when you're in these rooms, not only do you have to sell your product or your service, but you also have to sell your own credibility. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's not given as a matter of fact. And so you have to work twice as hard. Um, mm-hmm. You know, that gets compounded, you know, for, for women of color, you're going to have to work 10 times as hard. And you, like every layer of privilege that you remove means just a little bit, not even a little bit, but a lot more work and a lot more, mm-hmm. um, you have to be very strong in yourself to be continually living in that. Right. And so, so I'm asking you, how did you work through that Cassidy? It's honestly my personality. So that is a given. Like I was just, I mean, you said you're like a pretty, you're a pretty strong, like, you know, blow past the obstacles or blast through them. I think you said, and I love that. Exactly. And I, but you know, I'm not saying that there wasn't times where, I felt like, oh my gosh, I cannot do this. Like, this is way too hard. And I absolutely have those moments. And what kept me going is just like, to be honest, like keep working. And even though there was days where like, I'm done, I'm done. I am so tired of this. It's mentally breaking me down. And I just, yeah. So at those times, I find myself just dabbling into something that I know I'm really good at, like design and marketing, you know, and then I get like amped up again and then I'm kind of back on my, my, my path. And so those are ways that I overcome those moments of like, I can't do it anymore. And, and people like you even reaching out to me and remembering that I, I am valuable in this industry, even though I don't feel valuable at times people out there, men, women, everybody can see what Hard Hats is doing. And yeah. you have to think about those times. Um, even if they're a year ago, still remember, you know, and that will, that yeah. keeps you going. That was, that was really, really profound, Cassidy. And I'm, I'm, I'm going to share just a little bit, mm-hmm. but I, I, you know, I think there, there's no one out there who hasn't had that moment where they're just like, wow. do I quit? What do I do? Mm-hmm. Um, one of the really interesting things that started happening with Innovator when, as we started to grow, at first, the pushback that we received was, this isn't necessary. And then as we you know, started to grow really, really quickly, and so many people responded so positively to what we were doing, we had moments where people would start to copy. And, and that's, you know, that's fine. And people, people would call me and they'd be like, Oh, I saw so-and-so and they did this with their organization. And, you know, there's that saying out there that, uh, imitation is the sincerest form of flattery. And I was like, but here's what I kept on telling myself in my head, like, just keep doing the work, just keep moving forward. It doesn't matter what they're doing over there. Right. It doesn't matter what they're saying over there. What matters is that, you put on your tunnel vision, your blinders, and yeah. you just keep moving. What's the next step forward? Because if you consistently put out quality work, mm-hmm. it will be recognized. Quality, and- value, recognition. Yeah, like, like you're doing people talk. Yeah. Yes. People and talk. that's and that's how you build that's you how you build an organization. And that's how you build a really good reputation. And that's how like you even- 
even if you feel like just, you know, stupid or even like, you're like, why did I say that? You know, you're like, go scream in a pillow. Like I've honestly done yeah. that. Like I have broke down, cried my eyes out. Oh, see, I'm a crier. Like I've definitely, I've, I've <gasps> cried into a pillow really hard. Yes. <laughs> it's absolutely necessary um, as a startup because we're doing so many things and we're putting so much pressure on ourselves and you're going to just have those moments, you know, and just go for it, you know, lose your mind for like, 30 minutes and you'll be okay. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, I, I think that that is an absolutely incredible, uh, incredible motto, slogan, life, life directive, <laughs> whatever you want to call it. Yeah. Uh, no, I, I love that. So talk to us about your journey specifically with hard hats thus far. Like, so, so you said that you've, you've validated the product and you have people who are, you know, interested and really excited, mm -hmm. but what has the go to market process looked like for you? Yeah. So, you know, I, yeah, I've mentioned on the, on the journey and, you know, I, it's, validating your product early on seems really easy. You're like, okay, I just need to make some handshakes, get some traffic on my website, you know, do these little tasks. Um, but it's extremely important for like investors. And, and that is something that I was able to do early on. You know, it was like, get this done and get that done. And then I would check the list off. I mean, literally I had a list that was like two pages through Coplex and I would hit every single one. Um, and, and the, you know, Getting to market through that process takes incredible courage, um, especially depending on what type of industry you're in. Um, what has worked for me is being completely authentic, like putting yourself out there. You know, if you're at an event, if you're speaking at an event, make sure someone has taken a picture for you. Make sure you're hashtagging that. Make sure you're yeah. tagging people because eventually it gets around and you can do a lot of those things for free. And, and that is an easy way to get yourself to market. You know, of course, there's different paid ads and et cetera, things like that. Um, but being out there one on one, especially in this industry, shaking hands is extremely important. And that's with any industry. But I've been extremely successful because and this kind of comes to the journey as well as my family my, my dad has been, he's a veteran in this industry. I have about over 70 years experience just with family in this industry. And so oh, I've been grandfathered in, I have been told, and you know, even my your whole life, yeah, my, even my fiance, you know, I hear, it, and I remember the journey. And this is what kind of, you know, established cruise and sharing cruises because I was listening to my fiance one day and he was, there was a huge storm that hit and he was talking to his crew and they were like, what are we going to do? I, I need to work. If you guys don't get me going in a week, I'm leaving and I'm hearing all this stuff. And it was, it was, it was that moment, you know, that was like the moment that you see in movies. And I was like, oh my gosh, that's it. And then I went and whiteboarded it. And so, you know, it takes, you know, being and really involved, I feel like in your industry in order to come up with these solutions and innovation and getting to market and things like that. Yeah. Yeah. Well, so that, that is super cool. I have to tell you about something else that is mm -hmm. super cool. Cassidy, dear listeners, uh, I want to tell you about fullscale.io. <laughs> oh so yeah. Fullscale, they are our episode sponsor. We love them. Uh, you know, actually that actually begs a really interesting question, Cassidy, when you were building out your platform, are you a software developer? No. And that's, I have a, like this really cool ability to teach 
any teach myself anything. And I, when I first got into this, I built my entire platform on WordPress with like 49 plugins that drove me Oh my gosh, you're like, you're speaking my journey, friend. I'm just like, ah, every time you're like speaking it, I'm just like, oh, vibration. I know what you're talking about. It was hilarious. And then, yeah, from there, I, you know, I taught myself, you know, um, certain platforms, you know, Ruby and Rails, Airtable, certain different platforms that you can plug into each other. You know, I don't full on code, but yeah, there's, um, that's kind of how I got into this too, is a a workshop around coding. And I was like, I want to teach myself how to code, you know, that's how crazy I am. (laughs) Yeah. You know, I came from- So wouldn't it, wouldn't it have been nice though? And I'm going to, I'm going to speak for you a little bit, but I feel like, wouldn't it have been nice to have like an expert just step in and lift that off your plate so you could focus on other things? Well, of course, but I'm a of course I'm an entrepreneur. <laughs> I mean, I have to teach myself everything. You got, you got that entrepreneurial spirit, but folks, yeah, if, you don't, no. if you don't have the time and if you don't have you know of the course. the inclination, we right. know that finding experts in software development can be can be really tricky. And Absolutely. it doesn't have, but it doesn't have to be. You can visit fullscale.io. Uh, okay. They help you build a software team really quickly and affordably. You can use their platform to define your technical needs. You'll see what available developers, testers, and leaders are ready to join your team. So definitely visit That's fullscale.io cool. to learn more if you need some, some of that lifted off your plate. Because you know what, I, I, I gotta tell you, Cassidy, like I adore your your take chargeness and your chutzpah, but. <laughs> You know, sometimes we, we it can be easier. Uh, folks, we are here with Cassidy Hazelton. She is CEO and founder of Hard Hats. And I'm gonna I'm gonna shift directions just a little bit. We've been talking about you know Hard Hats, the company, but really we've been talking about Cassidy as a founder and how tenacious she has been. I mean, you really have to be, but Cassidy has achieved so much in a pretty short period of time. What what has that been like? It's been stressful. It's been exciting, very exhilarating. Um, you know, I could probably go on, but you know, entrepreneurship is definitely in my blood. I've always found myself even public speaking when I was little, um, being the boss, just even when I was like in pop Warner cheerleading, you know, I was the one in charge wanting to lead that team and crew. And, um, but it's not for everybody and I don't recommend it for anybody because, you know, sometimes it's easier to do nine fives and just yeah. get that check in. But well, and it, it yeah. has to be something that you really believe in and it has to be a product or a service or right. an initiative that like that you're super passionate about because there are some exactly. nights when like that's all you have to hold on to. I mean, I've had nights with Innovator where I'm just like, this is so hard. I could easily quit and go get a six figure job <laughs> elsewhere that came with like all the benefits and the perks. And but right. but I do this because I believe in it and because yes. I think that it is important for us as a society and because Mm -hmm. I believe in the strength of women. And I mean, you believe that there is a way to empower our workforce, you know, and that, and that it doesn't have to be as hard. Well, and I just want to say this really quick. My birthday was on labor day. And I, when I, once I realized when I was building this like six years ago, I was like, wait, my birthday's on labor day. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. No (laughs) way. Yes. And I just remember being like, 
I mean, it was like an explosion in my mind. And I was like, you know, and so I've been listening to that little weird epiphany all this time. And I'm like, something's up here. Like that means something. It's, it's, it's kind of like, it's kind of like a comedian who yeah. was born on April Fool's Day or, yeah. you know, I don't know, like a priest who was born on Christmas. Right. <laughs> like, ah, this is, this is something that I'm meant to do. That's really, that's really cool. Funny and story. I, I love that you listen to the kind of reverberations of the universe. Right. Is that possible? Yes. Um, well, that that is really neat. Uh, now, I, I, I'm going to switch directions again, sure. and you're probably getting whiplash here, but this just yeah. popped into my head. I uh, so I, I do, I do want to talk to you about the labor shortage. And can you talk to us about the landscape of like the construction industry and kind of what that looks like? Because then I have a follow-up. Yes. <laughs> yes. It's something that has taken me years to really gather research, having just those conversations with people in this industry, workers, professionals, contractors, owners of all. Um, you know, if we were just to talk about um, the shortage in general, of course, we're, we're seeing a shift in work ethic one um, and people not really wanting to partake in these types of trades and skills. Of course, there's tons of resources out there, um, like Build Your Future is one. Um, so yeah, there's that. Um, but, you know, if we really were to look down at the statistics of it, you know, it's really like eight out of 10 companies really struggle to fill all of their roles in their company. And they're often looking for resources, uh, for trainings, things like that. Um, and, and there's companies out there right now that really don't even have an entire workforce. Their crews are like limited by, you know, very minimal, um, capacity right now. Um, they're having to look at so many different options like sharing crews within networks. Um, people are becoming very desperate and that's kind of where I come into play. Like People are coming to me when they become desperate at that point. Um, and, and that's a lot of companies. I'm making great money because of it. And there's a need for it, for sure. Um, but there is not enough people to go around, even globally, because I do get a lot of people reach out to me um, just in different countries like India, for example, um, you know, mm -hmm. looking at services and innovation like mine. So, I mean, is that, is that something that you're interested in pursuing? What's that for like, expanding into international markets? I mean, yes, that would be really cool. There's, you know, a whole bunch you have to chew off with sure <laughs> liability, things like that. Um, but, you know, just I like to stay here in, in the U.S., you know, Arizona specifically is my home state. So um, but there, there's such a need for it. And, and we have to stop relying so much on these training programs, which are great. They're good. They absolutely have to be there, like EVIT, things like that. Um, but what about like long-term core issues? And like, that's what I do. I focus on core issues, problems. And if there's one thing I'm good at it is solving problems. Like I'm such a problem solver, like give me anything, I'll figure it out. And, yeah. um, and so I think that we need to start looking at other ways where we can utilize quality, quality talent you know, crews yeah. ready, available that know what they're doing and that can help other companies complete timelines that aren't experiencing downtime. So, yeah. yeah. Well, and there, there are a lot of, you know, industries out there that, that are currently experiencing labor shortages. I mean, mm -hmm. think about the hospitality oh, yeah. industry, like they can't, they can't keep people in mm -hmm. to save their lives and no. you know, it's a 
become a real struggle. Like I actually know of several businesses around me that have literally shut down because they didn't have the staff and like they had to take a moment to restaff and it's like, and some of them didn't, you know, recover or come back. So, so have you thought about kind of adapting the platform for other industries or are you, are you just kind of happy in your niche where you're at? Happy <laughs> in my niche. Valid answer as well. Yeah. <laughs> very, very happy in my niche. I know a lot of people just like in the food and beverage industry, for example, I actually worked with a company um, alongside Coplex. They take all these industry experts and they build out these MVPs and companies. Um, Quick is the one that really hits the hospitality industry and they took such a hit. I won't, you know, I am, you know, I follow them of course. And I just saw the aches and pains they went through and, you know, it's too much to kind of pivot and turn. Although I did think about it for a minute when, you know, pandemic was going through, but no, I'm too good at construction. I have such a way I know how to talk to people in this industry. And that is huge. My dad taught me that early on, keep it real, keep it 100. And, you know, you'll be really respected in this industry. And I've always done that. So. Yeah. yeah. Well, well, that, that is awesome. So, so the, the next steps for hard hats, you know, it, Actually, you know what? I, I want to take a moment because I think that we just kind of hit upon something very profound without even really realizing it. I think that you embody some life advice for entrepreneurs, Cassidy. Are you ready to hear what it is? <laughs> yeah, yeah, right? Yeah, here um... it comes. Sometimes <laughs> you don't have to do all the things just because something is shiny over here or something mm-hmm. might make you more money over here. I love the fact that you're so firm and resolute in you know, this is who we are and this is who we serve and this is why we exist. Um, You seem to be really, really firm in that. That's, that's awesome. Congratulations. Not everybody can say that, Um, you know, in the, in the impact organization industry, we call it mission creep where like you'll have sponsors or stakeholders or interested parties who like try to convince you, you should do this, even though it's not really what you do. It kind of adapts to our needs. You should try it. And you have to be very, very resolute and strong and just be like, Hey, that's not what we do. You can support what we do. And we would love that, but that's we great don't have to do that thing. There are other people who are doing that thing. There are other people who are going to do it better. I'm going to get really good at this one thing that we do. (laughs) Right. Yeah. Yeah. I, I just love to, you know, yeah. Piggyback off that. And, you know, it's a great point because there's a lot of, you know, mentors in this, uh, in the startup ecosystem, especially here in Arizona, you know, they often try to, you know, tell you things that they think is ideal. Um, and they often want to speak for you on a lot of things, especially when you're working on that business development aspect. And, so next, right. sometimes mentors, I love mentors. I wouldn't be here for, without them, but uh, they um, they tend to be really a little bit too opinionated around someone's specific startup. You know, they yeah. have the knowledge, they're experts for a reason, but yeah, you have to kind of hold ground on some of the yeah, things. Yeah, it's, it's one of those things where I feel like, like I, I'm going to ask you who your mentor mentors are in just a minute, mm-hmm. but it's one of those things where it's like you have to be strong enough in who you are and what your organization is to know when it's okay to say no. Like there are certainly wow. times when, yeah, listen to your mentors. Like please mm-hmm. understand that these are people who are looking out for you and they have your, they have your best interests at heart and they really want to help you succeed. 
but you're also, you're the expert on what you're doing. And in fact, in a lot of cases, you're the only expert in what you're doing. And so you have to be able to kind of stand strong and firm Mm -hmm. in in who you are, what you stand for, and why you do what you do. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, so let's let's ask the question though, Cassidy. Who are your mentors? Yeah, I, I love know. mentors. <laughs> yes, I. You guys are, you know, in in for you know a good podcast because I just actually got done with an amazing virtual accelerator through the Arizona Commerce Authority um, that is surrounded and supported by mentors. I was you know, honored to be chosen to enter that, um, you know, just based on my startup and things like that. So, um, um, totally, uh, Stephanie Sims is one of my top, uh, mentors. She's really hardcore around financials that she's great. Absolutely follow her. She gives great advice around financials because that area is one of the most important, um, Mark Mormons, who of course is the VP of Arizona Commerce. Um, oh my gosh, I have so many. I'm like blanking all their names right now. Um, it's kind of like an Oscar speech where you're like, I know that there are people that I need to thank. Like yes. I was trying to do the blanket, like, and everybody else who helped me on my journey. I'm like, oh, see, so you were in there. <laughs> I am. I can't even believe I'm spacing everybody's name right now. Like, um, it totally happens. I get it. Yes, I mean, I literally have like a list right now, and I mean, those are you know top two, of course, Zach Ferris. He is the he was the CEO of Coplex, and he was like my favorite, you know, he's kind of a big deal here, um, all over actually. And, you know, I was so honored to have him like mentor me. Um, so yeah, I feel sure. kind of cool. I feel cool for You're super <laughs> cool. Brush, brush your shoulders off, girl. You're super no, cool. seriously. He was, he, I mean, I feel really honored to have him, um, be leading me into the startup world for sure. Yeah, yeah, but thank you to everybody. Absolutely. There you go. That there, there's your like blanket catch-all. Yes, <laughs> Michael. Oh gosh, I don't know. I can go on. <laughs> well, that that is that is super cool. And I'm gonna ask. Actually, you know what? I'm gonna ask the question that I keep on meaning to ask. But you know, we've kind of been talking about so so some advice. You know, focus on what you're good at and and stay there. Don't worry about what the haters are doing. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, I use and leverage mentor relationships. So we're getting a lot of good advice throughout this conversation, but I'm going to ask you specifically, you know, what are, what are some other pieces of advice that you would give the entrepreneurs listening at home? Um, and it can be around, you know, your own personal experience. It can be around labor shortages. You know, what are, what are your best practices? Honestly, this is the best one that I can give anybody early on is stay lean and mean. And I just mean, what I mean by that, lean means, especially in startup, is stay, you know, try to do it yourself as much as you can. Um, you know, keep costs down um, early on. And, and you have no choice at that point. You know, get that uh, side hustle going. I probably had like three or four side hustles early on. I mean, I was a kickboxing instructor. I was, you know, doing a lot of teaching like that. Uh, I was, you know, waitressing at bars, just trying to get that money coming in. So, you know, those are probably my top two side hustle for sure. Um, And, you know, don't be afraid to ask for resources. That's always been like my number one as well. Uh, I'm not afraid to ask. Like I'll ask anybody for, you know, 
you know, questions around whatever, if I don't know something, uh, just don't be afraid to put yourself out there. Cause you know, if I, if it wasn't for me doing that, I would not be where I am. I'm not saying I have everything sorted out, you know, but I've definitely come does along. Anybody really like, does anybody have it all sorted no, out? No, Absolutely and, not. there's no shame in that. <laughs> yeah. And there's a lot of companies who act like they do and they're going on these fancy trips and they're raising all series A, series B, you know, and yeah, you kind of like compare yourself to that. You're like, wow, you know, I, I'm in the crowd of the angel investment, which I'm seeking, by the way, by the way, I'm just throwing that out there. <laughs> Not soliciting or anything. I'm just, you know, <laughs> um, but yeah, when, when it comes to raising any type of capital, getting, you know, shareholders, you know, taking interest in your company, you have to be very vivacious and you really have to have a good personality and you need sure. to find another person that also can weigh in on some of the things you're not good at. You know, yeah. like numbers is not my thing. So you got to make sure you have like a numbers person. So. Oh, for sure. Well, and I, I love that you, you picked up a mentor that could help you with that. I mean, that, that's the yes. thing. Like startup founders and entrepreneurs, like you, we're, we're tasked with so many things and really we only want, we, we have the, the product or the project or whatever it is that we're passionate about. But then all of a sudden, you know, you start, a company, all of a sudden you're expected to do the accounting and the marketing and the hiring and the, you know, bu building the product and, and all of the things, everything that goes into it. And it can be really, really taxing. And so I think that that's a really good, helpful reminder. I mean, clearly Cassidy, you've mentioned, you've talked about the fact that you like to learn new things. And so learning how to develop a website, that was something that you just kind of did and it was inherently in you, but it's also, yeah. and that's wonderful. I think that all entrepreneurs need to have curiosity um, and we all have to kind of teach ourselves things that we, we don't really have much understanding of in the beginning. Mm -hmm. But the other, the flip side of that coin is sometimes there are things that we don't need to be doing. So surround yourself oh, with a network and surround yourself with people who are invested in your success and who can offer that, that help where you need it, that assistance. 100%. And, you know, to your full scale, a sponsor is here, you know, I yeah. will absolutely, like, I'm actually really curious to what they have to offer because I don't, I, I had a really great support around the software team I had around my prototype and my upcoming technology. Yeah. And yeah, I, I don't know all that stuff. Like I just, I think it would be really great to hear what they have to offer an early startup like myself. Cause yeah, I can't do everything. Yeah. No well, and, and, and honestly, I I'm in your camp as well. So I, I, Cassidy, like I've had bosses referred to me two actually two separate bosses referred to me as a Swiss army knife because I, I generally know a little bit about a lot of things. Like I'm not the tool that you use, like the specialist that you use to be an expert in one thing. I'm the one who has enough general knowledge that I can usually figure it out and I can find the resources and I can find the people to connect to. And, you know, I'm cool to be that way. But, mm -hmm. and, and I think almost all startup founders kind of have to be Swiss army knives, but you then you reach a point when you're going to need a big ass machete to start chopping those vegetables <laughs> or an actual fish scaler to so scale right. the fish or whatever else comes with a Swiss army knife. You know, you're going to need right. those those specialized products or those people right. who can, who can help you. There's lots of do it yourself stuff out there for entrepreneurs like myself, but you're so right. And yeah, you need yeah. help and I love help. Yeah. I get it all the time. For sure. 
Well, and I, I have to tell you, I mean, I know that you've had some support to get here, but clearly you are a founder that is is on the way, um, you know, just doing some really incredible things. Uh, and so now I have the human question for you. And I'm going to ask you, so you mentioned, I, I was paying attention, see, you mentioned a fiance. Yes. So I want to, may I ask you about the upcoming nuptials? Are you doing the fancy thing? Are you doing, oh, you know, trip somewhere beachy? Like, do you know yet? You know what? We've, we've just had small conversations. We okay. have not quite gotten to that level yet, but definitely just very humble, very chill, just, you know. Kind of like you. Like family, just, you know, keeping the... The whole situation just, you know, very, very chill. You know, we're not going above and beyond. There's nothing fancy that we've talked about yet, but, <laughs> you know, well, we will see, I suppose. No, yeah. no date or nothing yet. No date or nothing yet. Okay. Well, I was, I was just curious because so folks, you can't see Cassidy right now, but I will tell you that she, she uh -huh. is a lovely human being. Uh, very pretty hair and very well put together. And so I was curious, you know, what that, what that wedding was going to look like, but it sounds like it's going to be very in keeping with you and your personality. Cassidy, thank you so much for taking the time to be with us today. Uh, it has been super fun and I just, I really appreciate all that you've shared. Yes. Thank you so much. Yeah, absolutely. And once again, we would like to thank our episode sponsors, FullScale.io. If you need to hire software engineers, testers, or leaders, you can let FullScale help. They have people and they have a platform to help you build and manage your very own team of experts. And as Cassidy and I established, having experts around you is important. When you visit FullScale.io, all you need to do is answer a few quick questions, then let the platform match you up with a fully vetted, highly experienced team of software engineers, testers, and leaders. They specialize in building long-term teams that only work for you at FullScale. Learn more when you visit FullScale.io. And friends, do want to ask a favor of you, just a little favor. Uh, you know, Startup Hustle, we are all over the dang web. We have a really deep digital footprint, but we want to connect with you, our listeners. So definitely join our chat group on Facebook, you know, comment on, we're on Instagram, comment. We want to hear the topics and the questions that you have and the things that, that power you as entrepreneurs and founders. And so definitely keep that information coming find ways to connect with us. Like I said, join the chat group on Facebook. We've got a community on LinkedIn that you can join, but we want to chat with you. And we really, really appreciate the fact that you keep coming back week after week. We think you're awesome. We are so glad you spend this time with us and we hope you continue to do it. We will catch you on the flip side. Startup Hustles brought to you by Fullscale.io, helping you build a software team quickly and affordably. Make sure you reach down and hit that subscribe button, then come find us on Instagram. See you next time.